Hey, folks. Welcome back to the Orange Couch Podcast. This is your resident nerd, Colin. I'm your resident dork, Will. And I'm your resident dweeb, Sam. What? Wait, you're not Sam. Huh? <laughs> Where's Sam this episode? Where? What happened? I don't know. Sam's on holiday. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam's on holiday. Um, So we picked up my brother. So introduce yourself, Austin. Hey, I'm Austin. <laughs> I'm Colin's younger brother. And we and just uh, picked him up for this uh, hot New Year special episode. Tell us an interesting fact about yourself. Um, <laughs> I have no clue any direction in which my life is going right now. That's fair. That's anybody. I guess that's all of us. That feels Take like your pick. Speaking of not knowing where you're going, I think I'm filled with existential dread every time it is New Year's. I don't know what it is. Some people, you know, when they're turning a year older, they start getting stressed out about stuff. Every time it is New Year's Eve, I'm like, what have I done with my life? Where am I going? What's happening? Do y'all feel that way? Well, I'll tell you, I think since 2016, every New Year's, I've felt like, what am I doing with my life? And I think this is the first New Year's where I'm like, I know exactly what I'm doing this year. Whoa. Like, I feel feel like so... um, like excited and prepared for this year for some reason. I don't know that I feel prepared. I know some things I want to accomplish well, this maybe, year. Well, maybe prepared is a bad word because that's the thing. It's like I know what I want to accomplish. It's not prepared. It's more excited because I, I feel like I'm going in new directions this I year. I feel like every year it's just like it's just another year. Like I don't even think about it that much. It's just like, you know, keep going. It's another day. I was about to say you're young, but that's not yeah. it because I felt like this yeah, since right. I was 14. I'm like, why am I not on yeah. the Disney Channel yet? <laughs> So Why I am I not in Xenon 4? Um, I don't know. I don't feel scared for this year. The things I want to accomplish just require me like setting aside the time to go after those things. Well, you got 365 days. Well, not now. We got 364 and a half days. That's right. Is no. this a leap year? When is the next leap? It is leap? a leap year. It is a leap year. So I do oh, have dude, 365.5 another, another fun fact. This year, Christmas is on a Friday. Fourth of July is on a Friday. Everything's on a Friday. Everything's on a Friday. Halloween's on a Saturday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. Speaking of... uh, And we're living in the 20s. (laughs) So I'm excited. A good year. Um, Before we move on to our first topic, let me ask you guys this. Did you guys get anything that you were particularly excited about from Santa Claus? Or from somebody else? Well, uh, speaking for both of us, we both got a nice trip to New York (laughs) for five days. That was a great time. Um, awesome. But other than that, all I got was clothes and money. Yeah, so that was about it. I got saving some, up them dollars. Some brand new undies, which I'm very excited about. Nice. And my sister gave me these socks that I'm wearing right now, guys. They have a donkey with a graduation cap on them, and she said they had a secret meaning, but I don't quite it's got understand. Got a bow tie on it too. The donkey's wearing a bow tie and, and glasses. I mean, bifocals. Oh, I get it now. I didn't yeah, get it at first, and so now well, I get it. She told me to think of another word for donkey, but like I don't understand what a smart mule is. What's a smart mule? But anyway, a mule's not a donkey, though. Will to be safe? Well, to be safe, we're saying mule. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is a family channel. Um, well, to move on, we uh, Will has found a list of things that are coming in 2020, and he's just gonna just. You know, list them off, and we're going we're gonna to see how we feel about them. So, Will, take it away. All right, guys. The number one thing on this list that people are excited about are the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. You guys, do you all watch the Olympics when they're on? Sometimes. I, mean, I like watching the opening ceremony because I feel like particularly Asian countries try to outdo each other with their ceremonies. So, knowing that Beijing was like a really cool opening ceremony, I bet Tokyo is going to try to go 
balls to the wall and well, threw them up. I always miss the opening ceremonies, and I have to watch it the next day. That's it's not like as the, cool. The Olympics like last like a long, a time. long time, and people have stuff to do. So like, they're very long. You're and guess what? This year they're going to be even longer because they're adding five new sports. What are the oh, new sports? Skateboarding. Karate. Skateboarding's one, right? Skateboarding is one. Golf might be one. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> sports climbing. Sports climbing. Sports surfing. I think that's like the. And baseball and softball. Hey, who hot at extreme sports, I, man? I'm kind of surprised there wasn't already a baseball We're and softball the X Games in the uh, I know, competition. The X Games are making their way in. We got surfing and skateboarding. Interesting. I don't really watch them. If I were to, the, to watch them, though, I like the. I, I will tell you. I think it's. I think the Olympics are like a young person and an old people thing. Yeah. Because I a think really like older people. Because like any anybody that's like maybe college. I think during the summer we watched some of the Olympics at college. But like when I was young, like I remember the 2008 Olympics, like it was yesterday. Like I literally sat up and watched them like all the time. And then like older people I know watch a lot of the Olympics. But I think it's just strictly those people because everybody else is working during all those events during the day. Everybody else is just working, you know. So we have to catch highlights later on. I, if I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch something like the I like the swimming or the diving or maybe the gymnastics. I think those are kind of interesting. Yeah. But like, I'm not watching. I like, feel like I Olympic watch the hockey. Winter Olympics more than I do summer. Oh, yeah, I think I, the Winter Olympics are fun. I like archery. That was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, number two, a medley of new movies. So here's some of the movies that are coming out this year. Uh, we've got Wonder Woman, 1984. We got Black Widow. We have Fast and the Furious 9, which everybody's waiting for. How many of those are they going to make? The new Fantastic Beast movie's coming. All right, this one could be controversial, guys. Top Gun Maverick. I don't oh, know I'm excited. Gonna be. We'll see. I'm kind of excited for I that. don't know. Tom, Tom, not Tom Hanks. Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise, Cruise. kind of freaks me out. But He's Avatar old. 2, which, guys, I'm going Avatar 2 is coming in 2020? Yeah. I, I didn't really love Avatar. It's so long. It is a long movie. It's like four hours. I, I, I think the hype was really high, and I was just like, eh. All right, then we got the remake train coming. We got West Side Story with uh, Steven Spielberg directing. That could be interesting. I've never seen the original. <laughs> uh, and Mulan. <sighs> got a bone to pick with Mulan, but we'll save that for another day. Not to mention Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I don't oh, know, Lord. man. That, that's the first thing that the internet has gotten an entire team to change. Are there any of those that y'all are really particularly excited about? Not would, really. Yeah, I would <laughs> you know what I'm excited about that's not on this list? Wes Anderson has a new movie coming yeah, out called The French Dispatch. That'll be good. I, I'm excited about it. I got tickled by seeing a picture of uh, one of their trucks in the show. It has a really funny little bit on it. All right. What's next? Number three. This is one that we're going to get tired of hearing about, even if we hadn't already, is the 2020 presidential race oh yeah um if i if there's one thing that i hate in this world it's politics and i'm gonna be so tired of hearing about election bs I, it's, it's not gonna be a good time i don't even watch the news anymore because every time you turn on it's just blah 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 well i don't think there is such a thing as the news anymore because it all has such a slant to it also, we can look forward to that being over on Tuesday, 
November the 3rd. And then nine days later, we'll just celebrate my birthday. Right. That'll, that, that's, that's the reason for the season of, of politics. Will's birthday's coming up. Yeah. Um, number four, the Mars 2020 mission, where they're going to put a new rover on Mars. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm very excited for that. This is a NASA Why? thing, correct? This is a NASA thing? Yes. Okay, so in 2020. Well, actually, it doesn't say that, but I think it is. I think in 2021, Elon Musk is sending an unmanned rocket with supplies to Mars in hopes that they'll drop the supplies, the ship will come back, and by the time 2024 rolls around, he's going to send a manned operation to Mars to reclaim the supplies and build the first colony on Mars. He's already sent one of his cars up there. Well, that, that was just into space. I'm talking about to Mars. What was the point of sending the car up there? Just so that, like, just so he, he so say, he could like, say a he piece did of it. His legacy is up there, so he could say he did it. I don't particularly. We've already had this conversation. I got some hate mail about it. I don't particularly understand why we're trying to send people to Mars. I don't think that's a viable option for living there. If our planet were to, I don't get it. Um, but great, we're gonna learn more about Mars. That's great. <laughs> well, next. Um, oh, this one is everybody's going to be titillated by this one. The newly opened Washington Monument. They're reopening it, and you can go inside again. I didn't even know they were remodeling I it. I didn't know that either. Uh, it's been shut down for three years. <laughs> it's been shut down for three years. Yeah, because it had to get like? it had to get a new security screening area and an elevator system, and um. I think there was a crack in it that they had to fix. But it say, that says it seems like a long time. But when it comes to elevators, it's better to err on the side of caution. Have y'all ever been in a scary elevator situation? Yes. Yeah, a lot. Why? That a one, lot. That, that one elevator, we got in an elevator to go to the top of the rock, and it was kind of sketch. I'm it telling was. you guys, several times working at... Uh, my last job in New York, I would be in an elevator alone, and the elevator would just suddenly drop 10 floors and then stop and slow down and let me off on some random floor that I wasn't trying to go to. It was terrifying. It was so scary. I hated it. I don't know if anybody ever else... I've never asked anybody else if that happened to them, so if any of my New York friends are listening, yeah, did the new M elevator try to kill you ever? <laughs> let me know. All right, number six. TV like you've never seen for it or paid for it before. That's a very Does that mean like, I mean, TVs are like cars are just going to keep getting more expensive? Well, there's going to be new streaming services. So we got HBO oh, Max coming. God. We've got the Peacock coming. What's the Peacock? I, think that, I wonder if that's like an NBC thing, maybe. Um, there's going to be a bunch of new shows and reboots. Are you excited about the Lisa McGuire reboot? Anybody? I'm down for that. My eh. sister was very excited when I told her. I want a Lizzie McGuire movie sequel more than I want a reboot of the TV show. They have to. To reference the movie in that show, otherwise people are. Gonna oh, be I'm gonna be really, really angry if they act like the movie never happened. You know how sometimes they do that? They'll like a TV show will have like a, a spinoff movie, but like when they go back to the TV show, they'll act like the TV show was like just a dream or like it never happened. They're probably gonna act like it was a dream because it was. What was your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire? <laughs> do you remember any of them? I don't remember very. Many I loved of them. when I they did the murder mystery all. party. I wanted to do a murder mystery party like that so bad. Yeah. Uh, then, wait. Let's go back to this. So, if if they have this TV show about Lizzie McGuire, and they don't act like she became a pop star, 
for a minute. I don't think she won't. I don't think she needs to be a pop star the whole th- time. But like, if they don't act like she had an impact on the pop culture world after that concert, I'm gonna be really angry. Yeah, but isn't that a story that would have gone away? Well, in today's world, that story would have been news for like a month and then been over. Well, yeah, but I'm a, but I mean, maybe it could be like a redemption story, like her career just like fell. And then, like, they start a new TV show about her life after. So I guess if they're going to bring, if they're gonna bring yeah. somebody from, if they're going to bring somebody from the Lucy McGuire movie into it, is it going to be Paolo? Is it going to be Isabella? Or is it going to be that teacher who was it's trying to be, shuffle them around? It's going to be Isabella so that, so that <laughs> she Hillary can Duff play can play both roles. <laughs> she can what play if, herself wait, again. what if Hillary Duff gets nominated for an Emmy for Best Guest Starring Role in as Isabella own, on her, her own, own TV show? show? <laughs> Guys, that's gold. Uh, that'd be good. There's going to be a new um, Riverdale spinoff called Katie Keene. There's going to be a Clueless TV show inspired by the uh, movie. Uh, you can't you can't just redo Clueless. I don't know. It depends on how... Uh, you know, people are clever. Uh, Stephen King's The Outsider is going to be on HBO. Don't know what that is. Don't either. Mm. I don't know any of the rest of this. Unless you're a fan of Westworld, because it's coming back, guys. Season three... Now, this next one on number seven, I think, is kind of idiotic. Ready? Yeah. They're going to open the Yahoo time capsule. All right? So Whoa, it's well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. From when? From 2006. No. That's why that's I think it's dumb. stupid. That's dumb. You're going to open it 14 years later? That's dumb. Why 14 years? That's a terrible number. It's because it's the 25th birthday of Yahoo. But it's a digital time capsule where people uploaded tens of thousands of videos, pictures, poems, and art, and stuff. So I feel like a bunch of people are about to have their MySpace photo blasted out into the world. <laughs> that'll, that'll be like a traumatizing experience for people. There's a, um, there's a time capsule at Troy, and I don't remember what the date is on it. I don't know. I think time capsules are a really cool idea, but, but you can't 2006 wait 14 is years. Like, not good enough. 14 years is definitely not. So what do you think is the minimum for a time capsule? I think it's 15. I would say the I mean, 50. Yeah, no, no. Well, I think the minimum I'd say for 25, I'd say 20, maybe. 20, 25. But like 14? But I also guess, like in high school or something, like maybe like in elementary school, your teacher did like a time capsule. I know we did one. And then like you open it when you graduate high school. Like that's Yeah, a, well, that makes sense. I guess that's a like, different kind of time capsule. For the world? My thing is like for the world, like Yahoo made a time capsule. You keep that thing closed until like 2030, 2040. Until everybody who puts something in there is almost dead. Well, here's the thing. If it's a big enough about company that. that's tech like that, they should aim for 100 years. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Because I could keep something that could be really... Well, it also fun, sounds well, like... Well, a fun fact, I got a message a couple weeks ago from um, Kelly Prophet, who lived across the street from us when we were young. Um and she messaged me and said, do you remember burying a time capsule behind my old house? And I vaguely remember it, but we never dug it up. Do you remember where it was? And she said she thinks she knows where it is. Okay, so I'm just telling y'all, if y'all unbox, if y'all find this, we're definitely going to have to talk about it on the podcast. A hundred percent. So but we're, I don't know. We're going to get on that. I'll have to message her again, but she says she thinks she knows where it is. I think I've already We're told this story. We're going to have to ask permission to dig it up because it's in somebody else's yard now. So, I, I think I've already told this story before. But one time, Ashley and her friend Leanne decided that they were going to do a time capsule. But they wanted to put um, an example of some American money in there and asked me if I had any. So I put some money that my grandpa had given me in this mason jar time capsule that we buried underneath our basketball goal. And probably a couple months later, I went back to dig it up. 
and it was gone. And I'm pretty sure they just did it so they could, so they could get, your get money. the money, money and go to the get a popsicle <laughs> or something at the gas station. <laughs> they're like, hey, bury your money, fool. And then they're I'm like, calling you out, Leanne. Let's this is for you. Up. Let's dig it up and get this is for money. you. Um, all right. You ready for number eight? Yep. There's going to be a total eclipse. Um, we had one of those this year. Yeah. Remember? How, no, that was in 2017. Remember how the Great American Eclipse was in 2017? This is nope. going to be the Great South American Eclipse. So I don't think we'll necessarily even see it. Okay. So I don't. So one, one thing that I don't think people understand about eclipses, and it makes me want to punch a wall. There's constantly a full solar eclipse on this planet at all times. Does that make sense to y'all? Um, there, th- for that, somewhat that, somebody that full eclipse shadow just moves around the Earth year round. Right. It never goes away. So technically, we there's always a total solar eclipse somewhere. It's just not here. Right. So to to make it out like a solar eclipse is like this giant. Well, it's cool to witness. Well, sure. So it's like but when it's gonna happen near you. So yeah. guys, if you're wondering the next time you can see a solar eclipse, you gotta uh, take a Google trip it. to Bolivia. <laughs> Number nine, there are some cool uh, historical anniversaries this year, guys, in 2020. So in January, on January 10th, it marks the 100th anniversary of the Treaty of Versailles, which ended World War I. Oh, thank nice. God. Thank goodness that's over. Uh, September 6th. <laughs> whoa, whoa, this Here one's comes cool. the sequel. <laughs> September 6th is 400 years since the Mayflower set sail. That's 400? Cool. That is cool. 400 cool. years. Uh, November 28th, 500 years since Ferdinand Magellan became the first European to cross the Atlantic what to cool the Pacific. Guy. Yeah, that one's not as exciting. <laughs> what Sorry, Miss Middleton. Cool spice trader. And then December 5th is the 250th anniversary of Ludwig... Ludwig... <laughs> Uh, Who's that? I'm just not gonna say it. Who's that? Uh, Beethoven's birthday. Ludwig von Beethoven. Ludwig von Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! That man was deaf. I know he's pretty incredible. He would be 250 years old next December. Dang! I wonder if they're gonna unfreeze Walt Disney's brain this year. Oh no! Is that real? Did they really freeze I, it? I, they would never. They would I, never until they got the technology to yeah, revive I, it. I I don't think. That Walt Disney's brain is frozen somewhere. It's not very Disney uh, appropriate. But it is Walt Disney appropriate. It's a great topic to think about, though. Like, how cool would it be that he did it and creepy? Let's talk about this, guys. If you were Walt Disney or somebody who had created, like, a very famous character like that, would you want that character to be put on your gravestone? Heck no. That would freak me out. I don't think that's the case. But, like, like, if I ever create... Like a famous cartoon character. Don't put him on my tombstone. Also, go back and listen to the funeral episodes because don't mess up my funeral plans, Betty. Right. <laughs> uh, Wouldn't it be scary, though, to like be... So, like, I'm Walt Disney, and they freeze my brain, and hundreds... three. We're talking, like... I mean, it's probably going to at least be... I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna give... It might not be that long. Well, let's just... So, for, for him, it's been, you know... 90 years since he right. died and then all of a sudden your eyes open and you're like in another body or you're in a computer Let's just or something about, and you're okay. like what has happened in the 90 years I've been dead well and you go to your your company and you're like whoa they did it up and then you're also he's gonna be in a like a a, a war of wills with 
Bob Iger. Because, like, he's going to try to take it over. And Bob Iger's be like, whoa, whoa, Walt. He's like, wait like, a minute. This you is got my a lot company, to learn, Hoss. bro. This is my company now, Hoss. I know your name's on it, but it's mine. That might be what starts the great uh, World War Three. Maybe so. Because everybody's going to take sides. So, they're be like, uh, uh, Bob's doing all right. We got the Mandalorian from Bob. Eesh. All right. <laughs> Number 10. There's a bevy of new books coming, guys. There's a new uh, Hunger Games book coming. It's oh, a prequel. No. Wow. It's a prequel. It doesn't have Katniss in it at all. It's oh. like, let's see, uh, it's like way before. I think it's like the very the first, maybe the, like first the first one, one. Or, or near there. I can get down with that. I'm going to read it. Let's be real. Yeah. Have you guys watched Euphoria? No, I have not. Well, have the not. woman who wrote that book is bringing out a new one. And I know Colin's going to be excited about this, but there's a new book um, by Terry McMillan. Uh, who wrote How Stella Got Her Groove Back, which is one of Colin's favorites. What is that? I don't know. What is How Stella Got Her <laughs> Groove Stella Back? Stella Got Her Groove Back is there's a movie with Angela Bates getting her groove back. It's about an older woman who finds her lust for life and a uh, fella. Okay. <laughs> um, what a fun time. Number 11. This might be something we can talk about. A new, A saturated soccer scene. So soccer is really... Spreading into America, it is. Guys. It is on it the is. rise. They had a Pele soccer store on Times Square. Also, the Atlanta soccer team is pulling in some Listen, pretty man, they are. crowds. They are filling that stadium more than Taylor Swift. Really? I'm just kidding. I don't know about Taylor Swift. I thought they Taylor definitely Swift. are. They are filling the stadium more than the Atlanta Falcons. I want a I, football team in yeah. America. They're I would definitely it. go to a soccer game. Uh, the soccer team is filling a stadium more than the football team. And in America, that's almost unheard of. And they're basically a newer team, and they're actually really good. Yeah. Atlanta United, keep doing your thing. All right. Number 12. This is good news for some peanut allergy sufferers out there. Oh, no. Have they They eradicated it? No. But they have come up with a new immunotherapy treatment, which can help people avoid having serious reactions from accidental exposures. So, like, instead, if you have a bad peanut allergy reaction, if you do this treatment, it might be where, you, like, you might still need your EpiPen, but you're not having to go to the hospital. You excited? No, I think I think if you're going to do something like that, it needs to be, like, a full, full-time cured situation. Well, I don't, I don't want to be able to, like, like, oh, I can, I, now I took this treatment, and now I can eat peanut M&Ms. I get really, really itchy, and my eyes water for like 24 hours, but I can do it. I know. I think it's more of a life-saving situation, though, than a discomfort situation. It's more of like... Instead of your throat closing up and you being dead in 15 minutes, it's like you got to take a Benadryl. That's fair. Am I like dreaming, like daydreaming when I think this, but like I feel like most people grow out of their peanut allergy. Well, some people grow into them. Like I've had people that I knew were allergic when they were little and they're not anymore. I I, I agree with you. Unless their parents were but just like, like guys, if you don't that, know that you've grown out of your peanut allergy, don't test it. Yeah, don't test it, please. Like, go yeah. to an allergist and Disclaimer, have them test it. We're not, we're not saying go eat some peanut M and M's. Do it. They are good though. <laughs> so if you want to try M and M's, are <laughs> yummy. They're the superior M M&M. and M for sure. Although oh. I will say, I like the pretzel ones. Man, too. we got some, we got some coffee <laughs> in nut. New York. It's Ew. called coffee nut. Oh man, they're good. Weird name. Peanut M and M's flavored with like coffee and. It was good. <laughs> yeah, funny story. Here's a funny story. We went to the M&M store, which, you know, our family, when we go to New York, we don't do most of the tourist trappy things because we've been there many, like, you know, we've been there before. We get it. But 
my dad loves peanut M&Ms. So me and Austin and Chris were on the road, and he was like, let's just go in the M&M store. So we went in the M&M store. We had some time to kill. And he was like, he saw this giant wall of the tubes of M&Ms that you get a bag and you fill them up. And they got like all these flavors. They have them all over the place. So he gets this bag and he starts filling them up with like every flavor of peanut M&M he can find. And he puts some mints in there and he puts some some like peanut butter M&Ms in there. And he was like, heck yeah. So then he goes up up to the thing. It was like a half a pound of M&Ms was like $7.99. And he was like, there's no way I got a pound of M&M's in this thing. And he went and checked it. And he ended up paying $28 for His like... bag of M&M's? It was probably like a small bag of M&M's. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, that, if you know our dad, he's like the cheapest dude alive. And he was floored. Anybody, our mom bomb. Yeah, he <laughs> had to have them. He couldn't do it himself. No, he didn't he want to pay for them, but he had to have them still. Yeah. Um. And so here's the thing, though. If you're mixing M&M's like that, you have to eat them one at a time. But also you have to be smart about it. And a peanut butter one in there. You have to be smart because, like, the peanut M&M's are going to be way heavier than other M&M's. So you have to, like, strategically pick out what M&M's you want. But I'm not kidding. When he when, well, when he got this bag and he saw the price and he weighed his thing and he kind of looked at us and then he looked back over at the, the M&M tray up under where you're – you pull like the thing. Can, well, like how people pour their eyes yeah, out. Yeah, pour their eyes yeah. out. And I was like, Austin, he's about to dump all these M&Ms out in that thing. We got to get out of here. I and will we say, took off to the third floor because I was like, I'm not going to be around. I will say that the bag that he had did not look like it the did not look that he like had. The, it was like not was a big bag. He was paying for the experience of getting to twist those he things. Was. And get he those, was. Yep. It's and an getting atmosphere. all the different flavors. Um. All right. Are y'all ready? Here we go for number 19. Which is a very odd one. It's going to be an innovative year in Dubai, guys, because they're going to have the 2020 World Expo for half of the year. And uh, so a lot of people are going to be going to Dubai the to World check that out. The Expo. I wish, you know, what they used to do the World's Fair. That's what it's kind of and like. I think that's what it's supposed to be like. But, like, that, those are the days I miss, man. I, th- I think that... It's going to be 192 countries showcasing the newest things they've discovered in art, technology, science, and other spheres. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. That'd be man. pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm not going to go to love, Dubai for you it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they if they would do, like, a World's Fair again, like, in, like, New York or, like, Atlanta or, like, they did a World's mm-hmm. Fair in America, I would try to get to it. Yeah. Um, And then there... Their theme for the event is going to be happiness and environmental stability. Oh, that'll be cool. And they're also going to be um, opening the world's tallest building this year. It's called the Jeddah Tower. How tall is it? It is going to overshadow the current tallest building, but it's also in Dubai. Yeah, it's probably right next to it. How tall is it? Let's see. And Dubai is like old school meets new school, so probably what it is is it's like the tallest tower at the time was like built by one of these brothers and the other brother was like, I'm going to do up my brother. And he put up another tower. So it would be, and it's, it's probably, like the second generation tower. Yeah. It's like four, it's like four stories higher than the other one. And he's like, ha ha, beat you. It is going to be 236 feet taller than the current one. And it's going to be 3,280 feet tall. Pretty steep. All right. There's going to be a lot of, um, New music this year. So we got to keep our ears open uh, for Cardi B's Tiger Woods, Mm. Lana Del Rey's White Hot Forever, J. Cole, Ozzy Osbourne's dropping some new music, Kendrick Lamar, Rihanna, 
Is it Heim or Haim? Heim. Heim is bringing some new music. The Strokes, Pearl Jam, Justin Bieber, Drake, and Lady Gaga. Why'd you say The Strokes? Yeah. The Strokes are making new music. New music. Look at that. Uh, You're more surprised by The Strokes than you are Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, Ozzy made a song with Post this year. Post oh, did. I didn't know. People thought that Post made Ozzy who he is. And they just, yeah, they didn't know that he existed before. Yes, uncultured yeah, people, people thought that. Yeah, they were Post like, just found Ozzy this Osbourne guy going to have a career now that Post Malone found him. We're like, guys, <laughs> the only reason Post Malone has a career is because of Ozzy Osbourne. We also yeah. have uh, live music tours. That was a weird way to say that. You mean <laughs> Taylor Swift tour? is going on tour? Again? Celine Dion, Kenny Chesney. Uh, Elton John's finishing up his farewell tour. Let's be honest, that, that tour's never going to be over because he's extended it at least four or five times. I, I, I would go. I didn't know that it was happening, to be honest. I'm pretty sure I think Atlanta. he's coming back to Atlanta again. Like he, I'm telling you, this tour has been extended like three If he or four comes times. back, I would go. Taylor Swift's only doing two shows in that tour that she's doing, I think. Oh, really? And it's going to be East Coast and West Coast. And my girlfriend's going to the one... In Boston or around Boston. Interesting. That's wow. Here's the That's thing. That's weird. Though. I don't. With some of these bigger artists, they could just set up and do like a residency in Atlanta or Boston or you know, and just stay there for a month, and people would come to them, so they didn't have yeah. to move around so much. I don't understand quite why tours work exactly how they do because they don't have well, to. Well, maybe. Well, maybe some artists will start picking up on like how these Broadway tours work. Yeah, because like, that's how they do. They'll go to like Atlanta, Boston. Um, Chicago, and stay there for Ta- a month, or not Tallahassee, but like Jacksonville or Orlando, and they'll stay there for like two or three weeks. All right, number fifteen, the next generation of video go- game consoles is coming: Ooh. the PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series X. I don't know anything about video games. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't have. I'm, I'm big into video games, but we have zero information about any of these things. So all I know is they're coming out. Holidays, holidays. I know I just bought a PlayStation that was refurbished. I'm not going to get any other game console. Okay, so guess what? It's also the year of the electric truck. So we've got this Tesla Cybertruck coming out. Everybody's probably seen photos of that monstrosity. It was pretty bad. So ugly. And then there's also two uh, startup companies, Lordstown Motors and Rivian, and they're bringing out trucks this year, electric trucks. That's going to be wild if one day they get the infrastructure for electric vehicles to where there's going to be like F-150s that are battery operated (laughs) running these farms here in in Georgia. When I was a youngin, I was promised flying cars by the time I was 20. 2015, that's when Back to the Future said they'd be. I'm pushing 25 next halfway through this year. How's that going for you? I have not seen a flying car yet, and I'm upset about it. (laughs) We'll just kind of... Well! Well! Oh God! He, he just so he got a will will got up to turn the light on. <laughs> oh my God! He, he just toppled the entire mic stand, broke the mic in half, and now he's gonna have to fix it. I don't know what you oh were doing. Oh my God! You have to put the no. Okay, okay, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back. Sorry for that uh, that uh, discombobulation there. Will has got his mic fixed. I stuck the landing, guys. It's okay. So let's let's finish up this list. Where were we at? Because <laughs> we were, we were at talking the about one the about cars and trucks. So um, he's scrolling. 
Scrolling, scrolling. Okay, the baseball game of your dreams is coming in 2020. Is that the one with the? I don't. The one at the Field of Dreams. Yeah. So they're gonna. What? So the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox are gonna meet in the middle of a cornfield in Dyersville, Iowa, to play a special game inspired by the movie Field of Dreams. Yeah, Whoa. I saw that. That's crazy. Eight thousand lucky fans are gonna get to experience it. I how do you how. get tickets for that? I don't know, guys. Get the win. Let's see. I bet we can. I bet there's a lottery or something. I bet that would be very. That'd very be so fun. much fun. To That's say crazy. That that only eight thousand people can watch it though. It's That's definitely crazy. Be televised too, though. Well, it'll definitely it's be televised. Be televised. But I mean, the the, uh, the fact that two major league baseball teams are playing out in the middle of a cornfield is crazy. Well, honestly, guys, that's what every SGA baseball or softball yeah, game is like. like. This is, this they can just like, do it in Damascus. Yeah, but this is like a giant, like, like honoring the the start of baseball, and, and like they're playing the it where the film right. was made. They haven't yeah. announced the the way to get the tickets yet. I wonder whose idea this was. Do you think it was some player rich who, was like, it. who loved that movie and was like, "Hey guys, let's do this"? No, some smart guy who's, some a, who's, with, the, who's with the MLB or either with one of those two teams. It's like a young guy who just loves that movie, and he was brand like, brand new marketing rep or something. He was like, "Why don't we just have the game out in a cornfield where they shot the movie? People would kill for that." That's awesome. We're very excited about that. Yeah, that one should have been up on the list. And I don't even care <laughs> about baseball. All right, number eighteen. The rise of the high-speed rail in America. So they're ma- oh, they're, cool. they are building a lot of train tracks in America for these new high-speed trains. So Virgin USA is building a train track from California to Las Vegas. There's going to be one from Miami to West Palm Beach to Orlando in the next couple of years. And then Houston and Dallas are going to be connected by a high-speed train line. Like, when are we going to get one from Arlington to New York? That's what I I'm waiting for. I think should build one from Orlando to Atlanta and then Atlanta up to New York. Yeah, but like I need you some. Could, you could meet like, halfway in Washington D.C. A Tallahassee stop would be good. Yeah, I'm just telling you uh, that is a good one because it's about time. Because like all these other countries, European and Asian, like they have like these high speed rails, and like they they can and get around and a lot low faster cost too. Well, it's low and cost and it's safe. It's, helping, it's safer. It's helping with carbon emissions too. Yeah, right. The fewer planes and cars you have going, the better. Right. All right, this one is near and dear to my heart. Is this twenty? This is number 19. There's going to be a bustling Broadway scene. Although I will say every new Broadway show they list on this list, not particularly exciting to me because they are all movie adaptations, which I'm not saying you cannot have a great movie adaptation because I love them. I worked on Aladdin. I think Mrs. Doubtfire is going to be pretty chill. It's not even I on this list. Too. No, it's not on the list. I Miss, saw that one up when we were up there. I Mrs. Doubtfire the one. musical is coming. So is 13 going on 30, which I think is a good... That's a good story for a musical. What are some of the other ones? The Bodyguard. That's oh, been that, bouncing that around for a long time. Right. I don't know if it's good or not. The Devil Wears Prada is a great story for a musical. Some Like It Hot, which feels like retro and old school. 17 again, based on the classic Zac Efron and Leslie Mann. <laughs> I don't comedy. know about that one. I will say, though, I do love that movie. 17 again? Like, I don't know about it as a Broadway musical, though. I mean, I don't know. I think... I guess you can I make mean, anything a into a Broadway story about musical. this guy who is disconnected from his. I just hope they don't make that best friend too obnoxious because they yeah. could. Like he's really funny in the movie, but mm-hmm. they can make him. I'm just saying, if you get a chance in here in New York, go see uh, Jagged Little Pill. Uh, it was a very good play. It's new. Just started in, uh, I think, early December. 
Uh, it's like a jukebox musical with uh, Alanis Morissette's music. Except let's just cl- clarify for a second. Because when he says jukebox musical, that makes people think it's a bi- well, well, biographical it's, it's tale. Not about but they Alanis took this Morissette. album and created a story out of right, it. Right, right. So I think that's pretty cool. It's not about Alanis Morissette. And then for um, the fans of the TV show Smash, this is the year that the musical Bombshell, which was created for that TV show, may be coming to the stage in New York. Mm. I'd go see that. I would, too. It's about Marilyn Monroe. All right. And the 20th thing on CNN's list of things to be excited for in the new year is the start of a new decade. Does it mean... Do y'all have any, like, feelings that this new decade is going to be the beginning of something for y'all? Might be the end of everything for all of us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. I, mean, I, have, I have a much better, like, a bigger feeling about this decade starting than, like, when 2010 started. 2010 felt kind of like an uneventful decade yeah, start it, because 2000 was so big. Yeah, yeah I think born well, out, Yeah, yeah, yeah. When well, were you I, born? I think... 98. Okay. Well, the thing is... I was going to say, maybe you weren't even... <laughs> well, I think nah. the thing is, is like, even talking, even talking through history books, nobody calls the moment from 1900 to 1910, nobody calls that really anything. They call right. it the teens, maybe, sometimes, not even that. No, I mean, the next decade of it, the like, teens. Well, really, it's from, from like 1900 to 1920... That time period, a lot of stuff happens, but they don't categorize that as a time, you know? Right. Like, there's no music that's categorized in that time. But also, you can't categorize it as, like, oh, in the teens. Like, it's much easier to categorize stuff that's in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and not, like, the teens. Right. So, like, now, so now that we hit 2000, and it's like, oh, new millennia or whatever, but now we also, it's like, we're all living in the 20s. Yeah, but here's my question. Because our whole lives, we've said the 20s, and people knew you meant the 1920s, right? But at a certain time, when they said the 20s, people thought they meant the 1820s. So at what point will we hit it? What year do you think we hit when we say the 20s means the 2020s? I think think at first people will categorize it as like, like in the 30s, people will be like in the 20s, and they'll mean our 20s. 2020. So it'll be in the And 30s. I think when they say the roaring 20s, that'll, that, also, that'll categorize that period I think of time. people would just start calling it, instead of the 20s, they'll just call it the 1920s now, from now on. Yeah. And not yeah, just say the, just 20s. Call it the 20s. Back in the ni- let's, are y'all coming to the 1920s party? See, yeah. We're gonna yeah. Clap. Right, right. <laughs> Did the Charleston. <laughs> that, was <a> nice, <laughs> that was almost bad. <laughs> I don't know. Just keep going. That was it. Anyway, are so there anything I mean, that you guys are excited about in 2020 that was not on CNN's list? No, not really. I, I mean, I'll be I'll be starting a whole another life. Yeah, like whoa! I'll be, I'll be graduating. Also, graduate, have to get a finding job a career, and, stuff. and it'll be big. It is gonna be big. No matter what happens, it's gonna be big. Big changes coming. I think there's big changes coming for all of us, really. Yeah. I, mean, but I think that's everybody, really. Like, you can't say in the next 10 years, nothing is going to happen yeah. to me. I know, but I will say decade. this year, I'm just excited about, like, doing some more creative things right. and seeing what, what comes out. Yeah. All right, guys. So, before we wrap it up, what – let's do, like, a fast take on, like, what were some of your favorite songs, movies, and TV shows of the year? So, what, like, song-wise – 
I know we're all. Well, I don't know about Austin. I'm a big fan of Harry Styles' new album. I think I it's really. Just, I have, that just came out. I have gotten into it because my girlfriend has been listening to it. I think it's repeat. really good. So I'm just saying, "Falling" by Harry Styles, top notch song. That is such a good song. Um, another one that I was listening to this year is "Grow As We Go" by Ben Platt. I think that's a very good song. Um, some <laughs> other. I mean, I'm I'm serious. Like some I other really, things. Like I really don't. Like I really don't have a lot or a ton of new music. I mean, uh, a lot of the Post Malone stuff was very good this year. Um, uh, this ain't me by the Augustines. And I will say, guys, I just downloaded. I know I'm late to the party, but I just downloaded Lizzo's albums, and Good as Hell has been giving me some life this yeah. week. I also a lot of this year. I did listen to Joji a lot. So if you haven't listened to Joji, I know he's not necessarily. Brand Spanky new this year, but like he definitely released some music this year, and Joji is a good person to check. Also, out. A, a great album that came out in 2019 was Post Malone's Hollywood Is Bleeding. Right, that was a album. that was a good album. All his albums are really good. I also liked Rain by Ben Platt. That was a good one too. Um, and if 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 Sam were here, he would scream he would into scream the microphone, from the top of his lungs. Uh, Everyday Life by Coldplay. Right, and if he was here, he'd also say we could get excited about. The rumored 2020 album that's going to follow Everyday Life. Right. Play. What's that other person that he found tour. that you guys listen to? Muna? From Muna. Muna? I don't know Muna. how to say it. We don't know how to say it, but Sam and, and Colin have been listening to Yeah, s- Sam to Sam heard it in an old Navy, and we just stuck what? on him. <laughs> yeah, he, he like shazammed a, <laughs> he shazammed a song in an old Navy. Old, old Navy. Old Navy. All right, what about, what about favorite movies? I'm telling y'all, I just saw Little Women, and it... Rocked my boat. Um, I, I I I read that book a long time ago, probably the great illustrated classics, and I didn't really feel anything about it. But watching it now, right, I feel very uh, aligned with Joe March. <laughs> I Look, think. Oh, go ahead. Looking at like lists of like movies that came out this year, like like just movies like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, stuff like Endgame, The Joker. Right, it was good. The it was Joker good year. Was like. Great. I was, this was I was, a great I was say Joker and yeah. um and uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like I this think was a great year for movies. Like yeah. the new Lion King came out, people were a fan of it. Uh Rocket Man, the It was a good year. I Elton John movie. Captain Marvel. Cats. No. Shh, God no. Get out. Guys, I'm just I'll, I'll I'll be honest, I have not seen Cats yet and I'm avoiding it because of reviews and I'm just gonna, you know, watch it at home. I had to take the But L y'all on this have one. to also understand he is obsessed. With the musical cats. And I, I'm just going to have to take the L on this movie and just whatever. Um, also, guys, Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson on Netflix was really a good movie. If you want something kind of d- dramatic and heavy. <laughs> Booksmart was a fun comedy. Did anybody see Ad Astra? No, I did not. I wanted to, but... The things that I feel like I need to catch up on they are Midsummer, Midsummer. I don't know how to say it, Midsummer. and The Farewell. They had the. With they came out with a lot of like remakes of horror movies too, like Pet Cemetery. They came out with that. Yeah. And then the It Chapter Two. They came out with it. And then uh, Doctor Sleep, sequel to The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. I think some TV shows noteworthy this year were The Mandalorian, uh, Stranger Things season three was a great watch. Um, what are some other TV shows? I, I listen. Miss Maisel, we'll the third, Ms. Maisel. The third season of Miss Maisel, I really enjoyed it. Fleabag, was oh, a big Fleabag. One up there. 
Listen, here's why I'm going to say this for because I know I've got some some old timers and some young folks listening. Fleabag is an adult uh, property. Yeah, don't so watch Fleabag unless don't watch it unless age. you have permission from your mom. Um, I'm trying to think too. I have enjoyed the Good Place. It's just like a nice little comedy. But I've heard I, that's I, I thought it was fun. Good show. Um, it's not new, but uh, they still got Walking Dead on this list. Really. Walking yeah. Dead's a dead show, man. It's coming back in February. Gosh. Um, guys, there's a show called that Sex Education. Big, I, can we stop? That is a big notable thing for me. The Walking Dead comic book ended this year, and I was very, very satisfied. With and the I ending wanna, of that? I want to thank Robert Kirkman for writing that. It uh, took up a nice 10 years of my life. Um, but it so. has taken up, like, our whole family's lives. Yeah, but no, like, I mean, when not me the and books. you were still at home... Yeah, like, all we would we sit down Walking and watch Walking Dead, and then after like season four, maybe it just died out, man. Me and Colin just quit watching it because we were over it, and our parents keep to watching. this day, our parents still watch it. They still watch that garbage TV show. <laughs> I don't even know. I couldn't I don't even. even know. I couldn't tell you what's going on it. right now. So, um, wait, I do need to say something. CNN missed a big movie that's coming in 2020. Guys, we're getting the the last Daniel Craig James Bond. Oh yeah, and I'm right. very excited about that. You like James Bond movies? Um, yes, very much so. Okay, I can go. I can be Have you ever seen that. the one that's set in Louisiana? It's not the best, but it is very <laughs> enjoyable to watch. I'm not, it's a little um uncomfy to watch. I have only seen one Daniel Craig James Bond, and the only other James Bond I've seen was Pierce Brosnan. Oh yeah, I definitely. My my James Bond obsession started with Pierce Brosnan. I remember okay. we used to go to like I remember vividly going with Miles Lee and Chandler Ray and all of our to dads go to go see. Um, right. I think it was Die Another Day. Wait, CNN missed a lot of good 2020 movies, guys, because we've also got Birds of Prey coming. Um, then The Quiet Place Part Two. I'm oh, excited yeah, about I saw that. The trailer for that today. I hope it's good. Bad Who, Boys. Yeah. Bad Boys for life. for life. I'm excited about that. So guys, now that we're uh, and Ghostbusters, also. Ghostbusters, now that now that we're uh, we've wrapped up 2019, why don't we just go around and just say some of the things that just really got us this year? What do you mean got us? Like like it's a broad word. Got sure. I mean like what what were, what were your favorite things of 2019? How'd you grow in 2019? Um, hmm. 2019 was a very transformative year for me. Uh, I grew a lot as a person. I lived a lot of life this year, and I definitely um, let go of some old fears and anxieties. And I really, one of the things that I say, like, was, like, my biggest revelation this year, and it has, like, come in waves throughout the year, is, like, I know how much I have changed as a person since 2009, since 2005, since 2000, you know, like I, I, you know how much you've changed as a person, but sometimes I think it's hard to uh, recognize that other people might have changed just as much. And so this year was like a constant reminder to like give people a chance to have grown and be different than who they might have been at a time that we didn't get along or whatever. So that was a big, a big thing for me. Austin? I would say, like, the most thing that I 
I'll say the thing that I realized the most out of 2019 is, you know, appreciating everyone around you um, throughout the year. Because, like, in the situation I'm in, I'll be graduating, starting a career, all that in 2020. And, you know, realizing that I'm going to have to be away from people that I've grown up with and stuff like that. Really just, you know, appreciating people that are around you, family, friends, that you've known your whole life. And, you know, appreciate where you're going to be at because of the people that, like, helped you grow in the person you are. Right. What about you? Um, I think uh, 2019, like, like I said earlier, I really do think that 2016, 2017, 2018 were very down years for me. Um, but starting in 2018, I think when I finally realized that I wanted to per- pursue the things that I love to do rather than doing things that I think other people wanted me to do, I think that kind of really brought me out of my shell and made me realize the what I actually want to do in life. And so I think in 2019, I went really hard at just enjoying the things I was doing, Swamp Gravy, um, going to shows, um, going to concerts, um, I think uh, writing music, playing music. You know, we had our first big gig this year, me and McKay did. Um, I think just focusing on the things that actually make me happy this year made 2019 one of my best years that I've had. Um, and I guess it's not something something I don't want to miss is, like, the podcast, you know, because, like, we started the podcast in July of last year. It sounds weird to say last year. On July 19th, we had our first episode. Um, and I think 2019 was really the first year that me, Will, and Sam got as close as we are now. So I really do think that the podcast kind of brought us together in a way that Swamp Gravy wasn't going to, but it probably did. Um, and I just – I think that this next coming up year is going to be really good. Um, and there's some big things coming uh, for the podcast and just, I think, in mine, Sam, and Will's lives in general. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think all three of us are, have really ramped up our creative output and like plans for what we want to do next. So I think in this next year, what we need to do is share a little bit more of that here on the podcast, right? Um, figure out ways to do that. But like, okay, we all went to some pretty hefty places just then. Like, what's something you did that was just fun and exciting for you in 2019? Um, uh, I mean, really. My trip to New York was something that I did not take lightly. Like, I, I really thought it was going to – I needed it to be something. I said fun. Not, you're keeping it heavy. Well, it was fun. I mean, I, was, what, what do you want me to say? It was a great time. A great time was had by all. Huh? A great time was had by all. A great time was had by all. No, but, like, I End mean, it, you need those sort of things to recharge you sometimes. Something really fun we did was was I really – this. I'm telling you this is fun. It might sound heavy, but it was fun. When we took the couch out to the woods to take pictures of it that to get fun. our current picture that's on there, that was a fun day. That was fun. Because um, it, it felt like say, we were doing something real that so, day. Some things that I really enjoyed were uh, – we went to the batting cages one oh, day, and I had a lot of fun doing that. That's going to have to happen again in 2020. Um, and then uh, I'm just going to say, like, when we got into rehearsals for Swamp Gravy Behind Closed Doors, I was like, I really need to, to take a break from writing Swamp Gravy. But the process of directing a play that you've worked on with all these people that you trust, and, like, if something's not working or if it just is bad, 
you just fix it. And like having that freedom to like bring something to life in that way is so much fun. So like I'm excited to work on this next uh, year's Swamp Gravy too. Right. Austin, what are some fun things? Well, this past year I got the opportunity to fly over the big pond and go to London. Oh yeah, that was fun. For study abroad for about 10 days with our school and that was like the best experience I've ever had in my so life. I didn't study abroad. When I went to UGA, the first week I was there, they're like, hey, guys, we're doing a study abroad in Italy yeah. this summer. And I didn't do it. And it's one of my biggest regrets. So will, will you reiterate here on this podcast why people should do that? It's just so like study abroad. If you like say, oh, I'm not going to do it because I can just do it later. Like it's so inexpensive doing it with a school like a big group <clears throat> trip. Um, so, like, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, would you like to do study abroad? Do it. Because it's, like, that opportunity you're going to get to do it for not as expensive as you're going to have to pay out when you get out of college. So everybody who thinks I'm an old man telling you this, <clears throat> Austin has just reiterated everything I've said. Do it now. Yes, do it now. Do it. There are scholarships available too. There are. I had I had almost half a mind paid by scholarships. Listen, I'll help you sell donuts if you need to. to yeah. To to fund we'll your We'll go study back to the SGA days and sell like chocolate bars and stuff. Heck yeah! All right, guys. So before we go into last words, we got a few things that we want to talk to you guys about housekeeping wise. So uh, housekeeping wise, basically, uh, this is the season finale of the Orange Couch Podcast season one. What? So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take two weeks off. So you won't hear from us for two weeks, but come back two weeks later and season two will start up and we will have very new and very exciting things in store for season two. So you guys be sure to keep an eye out because uh, if you're subscribed on January 23rd, you're going to have the first episode of season two and it's going to be exciting. You will also have some uh, cool uh, merch items come available soon. So be ready for that. Sure. And also... Make sure that you uh, hit us up on Spotify because uh, we finally, finally got on Spotify. So if you're one of those people that likes to listen on Spotify where you have all your music, hit us up there. All right, guys. So for our last words, what is your New Year's resolution for 2020? Austin? <laughs> Don't procrastinate as much. Ooh. Ooh. I think is my mine, my uh, New Year's resolution is don't be fearful to make decisions that could change your life. Mine is going to be to be more uh, open and vulnerable. Nice. Hey, guys. I couldn't let you guys in season one without me. So here's my 2020 resolution. It's to improve in every aspect of my life and be a better person altogether. Thanks for listening. So, uh, guys, that was episode 23, the end of season one of the Orange Couch Podcast. We want to thank Austin for being here, filling in for yeah, Sam while he's on holiday. What an honor to be here. And uh, <laughs> we cannot wait for our little old Sammy boy to come home. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Happy guys. New Year. <laughs>